Best Movie Hour. Alrighty then. Back again. Double feature, second episode of the week. Super excited for this one as well. If you haven't listened to the first one, it's all Marvel. It's all Marvel Comic-Con news. What is that? thought I heard a buzzing. Um, yeah, all Marvel Comic-Con news. So I just did a full episode on that. It's like 50 minutes. Um, but I got another MacBest movie hour here. Double punch. One, two. Here we go. Uh, lots to talk about. I got a list in front of me here. Lots to get into. Of course, Comic-Con brings more than just Marvel news and superhero news. Um, lots of big properties. And lots of big news uh, to get into. So, just to tease what the lineup is for today. Uh, we're going to be talking just some castings um, around around the uh, around the old Hollywood report here, um, as well as some directors for some certain big projects. Lots of trailers dropping. Black Adam, Day Shift, Bodies, 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 uh, Oppenheimer, Don't Worry Darling, Dungeons and Dragons, John Wick 4, Shazam 2, Sandman, The Sandman. All those have trailers, lots to talk about there, lots to watch. Um, we're talking about Netflix, how they lost a million subscribers in quarter two, and we are also going to talk about, oh, of course, reviews. I will be, towards the end of the episode, reviewing um, the greatest film of the year, Minions, The Rise of Gru. What a film. Wow. <laughs> okay, sorry. You know, I want to be respectful. But, yeah, we're going to talk about Minions, The Rise of Gru. Phenomenon. And then uh, wrap things up and talk about Jordan Peele's third film, Nope. Lots to dissect there. Super pumped to talk about that. Give my scores. Uh, but first, let's start with a couple casting um, news. Uh, well, casting project attachment news. Uh, first up, Lilo and Stitch, okay, which will be made into live action, uh, has found its director, uh, Dean um, Fleischer, 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 Flesher, Flesher Camp, Flesher Camp, maybe. I don't know last name, uh, how to pronounce it, but yeah, Dean uh, Flesherkamp, who most recently did Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, which I have not... I'm going to be able to watch it the 29th. That is first time a certain theater, uh, the Moxie here in Springfield, will be showing it for the first time. This is the only... Like, I wanted to see it as soon as I could, but the 29th will be as soon as I can. So, interesting. You know, Lilo and Stitch is one of those... Is one of those Disney movies that I think just everyone loves, right? And um, live action, we'll see, man. You know, Disney doesn't have the best track record with their live action adaptations, so we'll see what they can do with Lilo and Stitch. Um, but they got a good director there, so um, we'll see. Um, Channing Tatum has replaced Chris Evans in Project Artemis. Uh, which is a, a high-budget action movie coming to Apple, Apple TV, or whatever. They gotta change it now. Now that they're putting movies on there, they gotta t call it something about Apple TV. It's just gotta be like Apple Stream, Apple Streaming, or I guess it's like Apple Plus, right? 
I don't know. But it's a lot more than just TV now. You know, I mean, they want Best Picture. Um, yeah, I always think it's funny when you hear this, like, an actor drops out, so then they have a replacement. Like, for Channing Tatum, it's kind of got to feel like a little bit of imposter syndrome, right? Like, you were the second choice. <laughs> like, you automatically know that you're, like, the second guy in line. Um, but, hey, I think Channing Tatum's been great in literally everything he's ever done. Um... And, you know, we've seen Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson. We've seen that, right? Uh, again, uh, Scarlett Johansson is uh, the co-star of this, the female lead of this film. I forgot to mention that. But, you know, we've seen that before uh, a few times. So I think it'll be cool to see the dynamic between Channing and Johansson. So uh, that's interesting. Project Artemis. Um, Adam Scott has joined Dakota Johnson, Sidney Sweeney, uh, in Madam Web, Madam Web, which will be a Sony Spider-Verse production, whatever. I don't know. You know, it's Sony. We know what they're doing. They're just making stuff, right? But Adam Scott, um, movie podcast, of course. I'm not going to get deep into this, but um, just finished watching Severance on Apple, uh, which stars Adam Scott. Haven't watched it. If you haven't watched it, Go watch it. It's a slow burn, I'll say. But it gets better and better each episode. Fantastic. Very good. But Adam Scott joining Madam Webb, so good for him. Um, Peter Dinklage, one of the best actors in the world. One of the greatest actors of all time. Let's give him his flowers. Peter Dinklage is one of the best actors ever. Uh, he has been attached and casted in the Hunger Games prequel, which he talked about uh, a couple episodes ago. Uh, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. So, there you go. I mean, Peter Dinklage, man. I mean, he only makes things better, right? So that's uh, that's a good sign for me for this um, prequel. So we'll see. Um, some other news, some other casting. Okay, yeah. Um, Ana de Armas. Okay, Ana de Armas, as reported a while ago, is going to lead a John Wick spin-off film and probably series, right? Probably going to be a series of films there. Um, yeah. Um, she's producing it, starring in it, and she has just recently hired a director, which will be Emerald Fennell. Uh, and I'm very excited for this. Emerald Fenner, F- F- Emerald Fennell. Uh, fantastic writer, fantastic director. Super excited about this. Um, she, uh, uh, an Oscar winner, actually, I believe, right? I think she won an Oscar for Promising Young Woman for screenplay. Yeah, 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 she did. Um, Promising Young Woman, great, great movie. If you haven't seen that, it's kind of a tough watch um, just because of, like, the subject matter. <laughs> but she directed it, and... Did an amazing job, and I believe she wrote it as well. Yes. She also wrote six episodes of Killing Eve, which I have not seen TV show, um, but I hear great things about. So I think that's a great hire. She does some acting as well. So, yeah. Uh, I think that's that's a good sign for a uh, Ana de Armas uh, John Wick spinoff. I said... On my Instagram at only the best one away that I would be reviewing the gray man today. Not gonna lie, haven't got around to it. I think this is gonna be a theme 
for this show is me saying I'm going to uh, review something or talk about something and then not getting around to it. I probably would have been a little more, um, a, a little more prime to watch had it, uh, had it got better reviews, but it is not looking the greatest. Looking right now, the last time I checked, <laughs> it was fifty uh, percent, fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it is at a forty-nine. Now the audience score is ninety, right? So. That's a huge discrepancy. So we'll see, right? I mean, it's like, a, I think it's supposed to be like a cheeky action movie, right? So, you know, we'll see if I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Okay, so like, I feel like this is a good comparison. Red Notice came out last year. Huge budget Netflix movie, The Rock, Gal Gadot, uh, and Ryan Reynolds. 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. 92% audience score. Now here's what I'll say. Red Notice is not a good movie, but I enjoyed it, right? Because it's, it was what it was. It was what I felt, I feel like it achieved what it was trying to do. Um, but that doesn't mean it's a good film, right? So from a critic standpoint, 37% makes sense. I believe I gave it like a 60 out of 100, right? Uh, but 92%, that means just, you know, 92% of the audience enjoyed the movie. Like, they just enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it, so I'd be a part of that 92%. That's the thing about Rotten Tomatoes. It's a conglomerate, right? So, 37% had good things to say about Red Notice. 49% had good things to say about The Gray Man, right? So, it's, 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 uh, it, I, it's, uh, I could do a whole episode on review sites, and their flaws, right? But, uh, yeah, anyway, um, The Gray Man, I'll, I'll review that next week. Uh, but for now, we have a lot of trailers to get into. First one I'll get into um, is Oppenheimer. So Oppenheimer had a trailer, its debut trailer, attached to Nope, same studio. And it was weird. So, like, I'm at AMC... Trailers get done. You see the Nicole Kidman bit. And then they literally had the Oppenheimer trailer attached to the reel. Like, it was attached to the file of Nope. Great trailer. I don't even know if the... I think you have to see Nope to see the trailer. But this movie looks fantastic. And the poster. You know, the last 10 years, posters have been pretty pretty bad. Not that a poster matters a, t matters a ton. But this Oppenheimer poster is incredible. Directed by Christopher Nolan, who, of course, you know, did the Dark Knight trilogy. He did um, Interstellar, Inception, Tenet, Memento, you know, um, The Prestige. He's one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. He's attached to this. He's doing it. And the cast is unbelievable, right? Florence Pugh. Jack Quaid from The Boys, Matthew Modine, who is um, Brenner from Stranger Things, uh, Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Kenneth Branagh, Rami Malek, Scott Grimes, Gary Oldman, Josh Hartnett, and Josh Peck. Oh, and uh, Dane DeHaan, whose name probably doesn't jump out at you, but if you saw him, you, you would know. If you've ever seen Chronicle, He's like the lead in Chronicle. 
an unbelievable cast with an unbelievable director and an unbelievable part of history. Uh, synopsis, the story of American scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer and his role in the development of the atomic bomb. The tagline is, the world forever changes. Super excited for this. Super excited. And, as of now, releases on the same day as Greta Gerwig's Barbie, <laughs> which is, the dichotomy there is unbelievable. Um, but yeah, this this looks great. It looks great. It looks like it's black and white, which eh, I'm not a big fan of black and white. Like, it's just like I want the color, right? Now, if it's if it's black and white to contrast, say, like, say the only color in this movie is the explosion, it will make it worth it. You know, it's kind of like Schindler's List, how all you see is the girl in the red dress, right? It, 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 it truly adds to it. But if it's just, if it's like Mank, it's just, Black and white aroma, just black and white to be black and white. It's like, eh, eh, not about it. Next up. Next up, we have, um, which of these have I actually seen? Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, stay positive. Stay positive, Mac. Don't be mean. Don't be mean. Um, if there are people excited for Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, that's great. I'm happy for you. You know, uh, I'm not excited for this whatsoever. First of all, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, right? But the way I understand it is, is it's kind of like the appeal of it is that you are participating in like an original story, right? With twists and turns and choices, right? To make a, if that's the appeal of the game, how is a movie where it's only telling one story, like how did how is that? I don't understand how that is representative of the game. Like how does that do the game justice? How does it make it worthwhile? This to me, to be honest, kind of just feels like an IP grab. Like, oh, Dungeons & Dragons is something that people have played for a long time. Um, obviously, like, I feel like more people know about it because of Stranger Things. They're kind of capitalizing off that, and they're just going to make a fantasy movie with familiar creatures and characters from Dungeons & Dragons. But it's just going to be a fantasy movie with Dungeons & Dragons on the poster as the title just to get people to watch the movie. It's like they're just trying to... It's like if you made a Monopoly movie and it was just about Mr. Monopoly, like, trying to trying to buy property, but then it became, like, a romance and stuff. Like, it's just like you're just using Monopoly to get people to watch a movie, right? Uh, who knows? It might be good. The trailer I wasn't super impressed by. The effects look pr pretty decent, but I just, like, I struggled to find, like, is this, is this a... Is this a cash grab from a studio perspective, right? Like, obviously, there's a big crew of people uh, who it definitely looks like they put a lot of time into this movie. Of course. Of course they did. But from a studio standpoint, I mean, is this was this necessary? Uh, directed by John Francis Daly. Uh, 
what did what has he directed before? Let's see. He has directed Game Night. Okay, that's about it. Interesting. Uh, looks like he has maybe some good writing credits. He wrote Horrible Bosses, The Incredible Burt Wonderstone, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2, Horrible Bosses 2, Vacation, Spider-Man Homecoming, and now has a lot of stuff in the works. One being Dungeons & Dragons, which he also wrote the screenplay for. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's not bad. Um, there's a second director, though. Jonathan Goldstein. Let's see what Jonathan Goldstein has done. Okay. Looks like maybe they've ran in the same circles together. Has wrote... A bit longer. Trying to see if there's anything of note. Horrible Bosses. Burt Wonderstone. Meatballs 2. Horrible Bosses 2. Vacation. Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. So, I, they, they must they must work together. Okay. I'm not familiar with them. Uh, okay. Stars. Michelle Rodriguez. Who you would know most likely from the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, Chris Pine, Reggie Jean-Page, Hugh Grant, Sophia Lillis. The cast doesn't get me super excited. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of everyone I just read off. But I, you know, it's not like, I don't, uh, like, is that going to work? Like, I don't know. Is that going to work? I don't know. I'm not high on this movie at all. I'm going to watch it, but I'm not high on it. The tray, the poster's a little, eh. yeah, I'm not high on this one. You know, I hope it's good though. And I, and I hope people enjoy it for sure. But, uh, we will see. We will see now. Um, there's a new trailer for Don't Worry Darling that I would like to watch. Let's see if it's up. Let's see if it's up here. Uh, official trailer number two. Let's get it. I'm so sorry I forgot to tell you, but you're not thinking. We have time for each other. Here when you got here? Yeah. To Boston. You dropped your ticket and he bent down. Oh, it's all about control. I've been waiting for someone like you, someone. All right. Uh, that, uh, that definitely doesn't look like a pick me up movie. That looks like it's going to leave a lot of people, um, leaving the theater with their heads, heads down. Whew. I'm excited, though. I'm excited for that, though. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I mean, like, I, I don't know. It just like, it looks right. It looks up my alley. Uh, I like movies. It's like a thriller. It's like a mystery thriller. Like, come on. That looks good. Yeah, I can get behind that. Oh, man, what a cast. I just, there's no one right now I love to watch act more than Florence Pugh. I think she is an absolutely incredible actor. For real. I think she is 
it's not like it's breaking news, but I just think she is just captivating. All right, we are back from that break. I realized in the break um, that The Sandman is actually a uh, TV series, not a movie. So we will not have to get into that. Um, But instead, we can discuss... Let's see here. Uh, Let's take a break from trailers for a minute and... uh, Let's talk about how Netflix has lost a million subscribers in its second quarter. Now, I, I have I some I have some thoughts on this, right? Because first of all, I believe Netflix was projected to lose double that amount, and they only lost a million of like two million. So it's a good sign. Now, with the way inflation is and all that, you know. If, you got people, like, everyone has Netflix, right? Everyone's kind of struggling financially, so where are you going to cut your corners? Well, you're probably going to cut the corner at the streaming service you pay 20 bucks a month for just to watch. I mean, not everyone's watching everything on Netflix, right? You know? Most people have a Netflix subscription, use it every once in a while, but really have it because, oh, I watch Stranger Things, or I watch Ozark, or I watch whatever, Right? So I think people are like, oh, whatever, I'll just get it back when I need it, right? So I don't think I don't think this is a huge deal, especially Netflix is going to do the household thing where you won't be able to share your password with everybody in your account, as well as, like, they're going to be doing an, uh, an ad-based subscription option where it's, like, 10 bucks, but you have ads. So, I, I mean, not to worry with Netflix. Also, I feel like it's... Netflix has an insane amount of subscribers, so losing a million is probably a much lower percentage than we think, right? So, I think Netflix is fine. Obviously, you don't want to lose a million subscribers, uh, but, you know, because that's $20 million. You don't want to lose $20 million, but they're going to be okay. You know, they're, they're going to be all right. Let's 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 not cry for Netflix. They'll be okay. Um, next up, John Wick 4. So I'll be honest. I'm not going to talk about John Wick 4, the footage, the trailer, because I hate to admit it, I've never seen a John Wick movie. I've never seen one. And it's not like I've actively avoided them. It's just, you know, I, I want to watch them. I just haven't got around to it. So I'm not going to talk about John Wick 4, uh, just haven't seen them. Um, I guess we can talk about the Black Adam trailer. They dropped another one at Comic-Con yesterday. So I haven't watched it yet. I've saved it for this. Uh, by the way, The Rock, man. Shout out to The Rock. Nobody does it like him. He shows up to Comic-Con. If you haven't seen he shows up to Comic-Con in full costume as Black Adam. Lightning on the screen behind him. On a pedestal, looks like he's floating. Fog, fog fills Hall H. And then he, like, answers questions and debuts the trailer and gives away free IMAX tickets to everybody. I mean, come on. He's so awesome. Uh, Yeah, here we go. Comic-Con sneak peek. My powers are not a gift. Okay, 
Good trailer. Good little sneak peek there. I'm going to be completely honest about Black Adam. I think that both of the trailers that have been released are pretty good. I don't think the second one's even better. I, I'm a fan of The Rock. Now, I'd be a liar to say I've been a fan of most of his movies. Because I haven't. I mean, there's been a couple I've enjoyed. Um, I think that The Rock was born to be a superhero. So I think that in that sense, very cool, very excited to see this, right? It's just I don't think it's going to work, right? Like, it's just like my thing with DC is like, what have you done for me? And it's been a lot of disappointment with DC and the DC films. You know, like, in my opinion, I think you go back and look at even ones that people like, like Wonder Woman. I don't think Wonder Woman is that good. Obviously, the second one, horrific. I don't think Wonder Woman's that great. I just think it was okay, and people aren't used to, like, okay DC movies, so people really liked it. Maybe I'm wrong, you know, but... Like, Batman versus Superman, absolutely horrible. Justice League, absolutely horrible. Um, I hated the Suicide Squad. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like I, like, I did not like the Suicide Squad. I don't want to say hate, but I did not like the Suicide Squad. I know a lot of people did. Um, I like the side of DC, like the Dark Knight trilogy, the Batman, Joker. I'm a fan of that. Um, I, But everything else has just been so... Not good. Um, it's been, and it just feels like a mess right now, especially with the Ezra Miller stuff. And it's just, I'm rooting for this movie because if this movie works, and I'm sure it will work in a financial sense, like this is going to make a lot of money. If this works and you have The Rock as like the true face of your franchise, the biggest movie star in the world, that is huge for DC. And I'm rooting for DC. You know, I I would love to enjoy DC as much as I do Marvel. That would be awesome. But they have not done that for the audiences yet. Um, But this one has a chance. It has a chance. It's been, you know, something that The Rock has been super passionate about for years. A lot of time and energy has gone into it. It, it, you know, it doesn't look bad. It look like the actual look of it looks a little bit like a, like a, like a 2000s movie, but I mean, it's not like that's bad, but the, the, the graphics look good, like CGI. And again, the rocks a superhero. Like he's just a superhero. Um, the cast. Okay. I mean, Pierce Brosnan legend, Viola Davis legend, Noah Centineo. I, you know, feels a little gimmicky. Uh, Aldous Hodge, great actor. You know, fine cast. Um, I'm root. I'm I'm rooting for it, and I will see it. And actually, I'll probably see it in IMAX because the visuals do look pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. So I'm rooting for this one. Um, I just hope it's well received. Like it's gonna. I, I like. I'm like it's gonna. It's gonna do well, but will it actually be a good movie? Is the question. Uh, next up. Shazam, the second Shazam film, Fury of the Gods. Let's watch the trailer for this. Come on, get up here. Uh, 
like, what am I even? Aquaman is literally. It doesn't. To fight. Keep it together. Come on. Now don't fight for your family uh. mm. yeah that's uh mm. that doesn't look very good that doesn't look very good I don't like the concept of Shazam. Uh, like uh, a kid who says Shazam and then becomes a superhero. Like I don't a whole whole team of them. And uh, I mean, I really like Zachary Levi. Got Helen Mirren, Rachel Ziegler, Lucy Liu. Uh, again, I hope it's good. I was not a fan of the first Shazam film. I wasn't. Not a bit. Maybe this will be <laughs> maybe this will be better. You know, it's a Christmas movie. It's gonna again. This is this is gonna be a big hit. Like it's like it's it's a Christmas film. And, ugh. Yeah, I'm not excited for that. I'm not gonna lie. I wish I could be more positive about it. I think it looks. I think it looks pretty pretty. It does not look very good to me. Uh, next trailer: bodies, bodies, bodies. Very easy to type. Okay, so this I'm excited about. Um, I believe it's an A24 film. Yes. When a group of rich 20-somethings plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion, a party game turns deadly in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing, fake friends, and one party gone very, very wrong. Uh, yeah, okay. That sounds... Sounds interesting. Stars, uh, Amanda Stenberg, Maria Bakalova, uh, Pete Davidson. Okay. All right. Let's watch the trailer. I have not watched the trailer. Been saving this. So here we go. Freaking ad! Come on, ad. Was this an ad for IMDb while I'm on IMDb? Get out of here. Come on. Five, four, three, two, 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 one. I'm gonna go pause. Here we go. You don't have to be nervous. I I'm not nervous. Oh. Whoa. Who draws a piece of paper that has the X? Is that the lights? Where are you? You pushed her. Pop girl, pop girl, rich girl. Okay. Uh, kind of looks like. Kind of looks like they turned Among Us into a horror comedy. Like, right, that's how Among Us works, right? Like, someone's the killer, you don't know who it is, and then you find a body, and then you say, like, I don't know, meeting? Or something. I don't know, I haven't played it. I'm, I sound so old right now. Uh, okay, yeah, interesting. Show me more, and I'll be more excited. Uh, last trailer, Day Shift. Day Shift starring Jamie Foxx, Dave Franco, Snoop Dogg, Carla Souza. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, plot. A hardworking blue-collar dad who just wants to provide a good life for his quick-witted eight-year-old daughter. 
His mundane San Fernando Valley pool cleaning job is a front for his real source of income, hunting and killing vampires? What? What? Okay, I'm in. I'm intrigued. Let's watch this trailer. Does choosing Another what to watch feel like a chore? I'm at imdb.com. It's gonna be a hot one in Los Angeles. So what's on the agenda today? My eyes are closed. Like every day. What are you doing in my room? Hunting vampires. <laughs> I think my daughter gonna move the floor. Hi, Dad. This is your final warning. It's my favorite fucking. Hey, 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 don't you puke in here. Does not eclipse. Works every- okay, now that looks good. That looks exciting. That looks funny, man. I'm. Is that coming to theaters, or is it Netflix? Has Jamie Foxx been doing a lot of Netflix? Netflix. Okay, that looks great. Snoop Dogg, Dave Franco. Come on. Of course, Jamie Foxx. That looks great. Best trailer I've seen so far. And that's the last trailer. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. All right. So now um, we got... All right. Got some time, about 10 minutes. Minions, the Rise of Gru. I gave Minions, the Rise of Gru. Let me pull it up here. Pull up my ranking. Minions, Rise of Gru. I gave a 58 out of 100. Straight up, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. Some people sat down and said, what kind of stuff do we just want to see the minions do? They, and then someone asked, does it need to make sense? Does it need to be realistic? And they said, no. And that's what they did. Okay. They did kung fu. They, uh, they piloted a plane. They turned into Easter bunnies. Uh, like... <sighs> You gotta stay grounded a bit. I get it. It's a Minions movie, but stay grounded a bit. Yeah, it was a drag. I I did not enjoy it. Yeah. I did not enjoy it. That's it. So now I'm gonna talk about a real movie. Nope. Jordan Peele's Nope. Which I gave. Should I save it? My score till the end. I'll just say it. I give it a 95 out of 100. 95 out of 100. Um, Yeah. Directed by Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele did Get Out. And then he did Us. And now this is his third film, Nope. The trailers basically told you nothing. Especially once you watch it. You think you might know, but then you watch it, you're like, oh, that, that told us nothing. Stars Daniel Kaluuya, um, Kiki Palmer, Brandon Perea. Michael Wincott, and Stephen Yun. And it's a trip. It's a trip, and it's uh, an amusement park ride. I'm glad I was on. 
and yeah, I mean, it's nearly, it, it is without, it is without much flaw, right? Um, you know, 95 out of 100, not the strongest 95 out of 100, um, but I try to stay very objective with my reviews. If I was basing it pr- purely off what I thought subjectively, I probably would have gave it like a 90. Um, but you can't deny how incredible the score, the music of this film is. Incredible. The editing, top-notch. The visuals are just off the chain. It's entertaining, entertaining, captivating, uh, mysterious the whole way through. Jordan Peele puts on another clinic. And this guy just knows how to make a movie. And this one, more so than even Nope and Us, just feels so cinematic. Like, I saw it in IMAX, and I never once regretted being there. And it was shot in IMAX cameras. I thought the sound design was fantastic. It was just a, it was just a movie, but it was... It was an, an experience, an event. I was lost in the story. I was lost in the world that he, he created. Um, I thought the movie began very strong, right? Um, and in the, the middle and end was also strong, but something about the beginning, just setting the tone, I really enjoyed. Not knowing anything. You st- once the mystery starts to unravel, um, it's still great, but there's something I just love the stage that Jordan Peele set in the beginning more so than the middle and the end. Um, and because of that, I would say the execution of the film overall uh, definitely did not fall flat, but it did cause me to take a few points off. I just thought, you know, he he stuck the landing for sure, um, but, you know... If, if there were lines to stay in when sticking the landing, he was a little over the line a bit. Just like, ah, okay, you know. So it's just, it's very nitpicky. Uh, and I'm, I'm being very vague because I don't want to spoil the movie. Um, because everyone should go see this. Um, but yeah, the cinematography was awesome. Uh, same cinematographer as uh, that did Interstellar. Uh, an amazing, amazing script. The characters I had a bit of an issue with, particularly Daniel Kaluuya's character, was was annoyingly bland. Um, just had, like, no personality. Just kind of felt like a vehicle for what was going on. And I didn't feel like Daniel Kaluuya elevated his character enough. I mean, it would take... I really don't know how much more you could do with what he was given in the script... Um, for the character, but a man, someone like Daniel Kluya, I feel like he could have, he could have figured something out to make that character a little more interesting, and he really wasn't. On the other hand, though, Kiki Palmer's character was phenomenal, and her performance was great, so that was a standout. Um, this movie felt very Jaws-like. It felt like Jaws, where you had this threat that appeared sporadically and appeared when the suspense was just arcing, right? There's something about Jaws is the the shark doesn't really show up when you expect it to. It kind of shows up at the peak of when you're not, you know something's coming. When it comes, you're like, okay, that was, that was good. It felt very Jaws-like um, in that sense. 
and 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 really it was just I kept getting um an intense Spielberg vibe from what Jordan Peele did with this. The way the music mixed with the setting, which mixed with the story and the threat, felt so Spiel Spielbergian to me. Uh, which made me love the movie even more because I'm a huge Spielberg fan. Um, so I thought that was one of the bigger strengths of the film. It was twisted Spielberg, don't get me wrong. Um, it, this is this is a scary movie. Like, this is this is very much a horror movie. Um, or a, you know, dark thriller, I guess. But no, nah, it, it feels like a horror movie. Um, but yeah, it had a very Spielberg vibe to it, which I really enjoyed. The setting was great because it takes place in a very desolate, uh, sandy, um, dry place in California. And I think that's just such a wonderful backdrop for a threat that is so extraterrestrial to be in this very simple place where you don't think anything would happen. And then to have this otherworldly, otherworldly threat is really cool. And there's a part of this movie that is not referenced at all in the plot or in the trailer, that is terrifying, it's bold, it's disturbing, and it's the strength of the movie. I'm not going to say what it is. All I'll say is, it's an animal. That's all I'll say. And very interesting. And I'll say this, the title, hilarious. It's really just called Nope because, well, as, as Jordan Peele has said, it's what black people will say when they see the movie. That is that is the reason it's called Nope. Just Nope. Nope. And it was a very like, oh, nope, 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 nope. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Not that. Not that. Not this. Oh, that's scary the whole time in the theater. Uh, I enjoyed this a lot. It has catapulted itself into the higher ranks of movies for me this year. Um, yeah, I have it. I have it at four. But it's tied in score with Lightyear and everything everywhere all at once. <clears throat> so if we're counting ties as, if we're counting the same score, because like Nope's a 95, but it's a better 95 than Lightyear, right? Uh, but everything everywhere all at once is a 95. But to me, it's like when, when I'm ranking them, I have to like go off preference. I think everything everywhere all at once is, a, is an overall better movie than Nope. In the same way, I think The Northman is an overall better movie than Top Gun Maverick, even though they both have a score of 97. But if we're just going to call them ties because they're the same score, then it's the second best movie of the year, tied with two others. And number one, you know, now now I'm getting confusing, but yeah, nope, definitely go see it. Um, it's not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. It's a tough watch at times, but enjoyable. And I... Uh, you know, it passed the Taylor Stone test because Taylor, Taylor, uh, he, uh, you know, he gets scared. He gets scared, man. He gets scared, and he likes movies to be very happy in the end, and he loved it. He really liked it. So it passed the Taylor Stone test, if that means anything. Um, but make sure to follow me on Instagram at onlythebest108 and on TikTok at onlythebest108. Twitter, MacBest3. Make sure to tell your friends, tell your family, and make sure you watch my other episode where I break down Marvel, Marvel's Comic-Con, and all the big releases. Guys, they released, they confirmed two new Avengers movies. Listen to me break it down. Tell a friend, tell your family. 
If you love movies, come back. You know somebody who doesn't? I'll make them like movies. Okay, I'm in this for the long run. So, you know, keep listening. This isn't just going to be something I do for a little bit. I want to do this for a long time. I enjoy doing this. I love movies. And I hope you do too. And that's it. That's it for me. This is the MacVest Movie Hour.